Hello, Mike. Welcome into your favorite football podcast. I'm James. Alongside me, as always, is Raceland. And Raceland, it's kind of been a little bit since we've actually got to sit down and record. Unfortunately, uh, due to a loss of a family member, we had to put it a little bit of a hiatus on the uh, podcast for a couple weeks. Um, we did release the Big Ten preview show, so we hope you enjoyed that because we did get into a lot of good conversation when it comes to the Big Ten conference. But Raceland, since it's been a while, I mean, how you've been doing? I know. You know, we talk a lot off the air, but it's been a while, you know, recording-wise. So, how have you been since the last time we sat down and recorded an episode? Uh, I'm tired. I mean... Aren't we all? I'm always tired. Um, I mean, I've been all right. and I can't complain about anything, really. But no really high notes to to throw in. You know, one thing my dad always taught me, you know, growing up, he said, he's like, you can sit there and complain. But no one cares. That's the thing. I mean, I've, I took that motto. I complain all I want. I do, you know, when I'm in the shower, you know, your typical complaint. I don't want to know what you do in the shower. Oh, <laughs> you and a lot of other people, but, you know. <laughs> but that's besides the point here. Um, but, you know, my dad always installed that, especially when it comes like complaint. When I was, you know, younger and, you know, during Pop Warner practice, they made us do ball field runs in our shoulder pads. And then, right. you know, nowadays I look back on them and say, man, what a wuss I was. You know, I was complaining about doing a lap around the baseball diamond in shoulder pads. Um, but, you know, in the hot summer heat, it's a little bit different. I mean, I, I, I've always kind of lived by that. Mine's more along the lines of I could complain, but it's not going to do any good. No, exactly. That's what my dad always taught me. But, yeah, same here. You know, the last couple of weeks seem to be dragging, you know, uh, I think a lot of us are just ready for the football season to actually get here. Yeah, we're getting teased a little bit nowadays, but um, it's getting interesting, especially with the media days, right? Right. Um, which, speaking of media days, this episode actually comes at a perfect timing, even after everything that's going off off the air, because the SEC media days was just last week. Yes. So this, when I mean, we're talking about the SEC today, um, and um, uh, and really, I don't think anybody can deny this at this point. And if you do, then I hate to say it, but you are you just haven't been paying attention. I'm going to deny it now because I don't even know what you're going to say. The SEC is the best conference in football. It, it just is. I mean, you look at from top to bottom, they're the best conference of football. I'm not an SEC guy, obviously. Being, I'm an ACC guy. Raceland, you're a Big Ten guy. But if you stack up any of the Power Five conferences to the SEC top to bottom, the SEC will win every time. I will agree. Now, I, I think that – the SEC all around it is better, but I saw a report today that Pro Football Focus, um, they have their top 50 players in college football. Mm -hmm. um, the Big Ten was number one with like 12 of the 50, and SEC was second with, I believe, like nine maybe. See, I, I get it. Pro, pro Football Focus is really good, especially with their name, their pro football side of things in the NFL. Right. Um, but, man, I, I just can't believe that because I think if you look at Alabama and Georgia, it makes up half the list. I mean, you look at what Georgia can bring back. I mean, obviously they lost a lot in the draft, but they had depth on right. the last year's team. Right. Alabama, look at what they always have. I mean. Well, and, and that's just that's what they feel going into the season. Not and Now, obviously, like you said, Georgia lost quite a bit of players. Yeah, they did. They Alabama, lost a lot of first-round and second-rounder guys. Alabama lost a few key guys as well. Now, obviously, they still have Caleb Williams around, or not Caleb Williams, uh, Bryce Young, excuse me, sorry. Caleb Williams is now in USC. But still, I mean, you look at the Big Ten, you've got um, you got Stroud, Smith and Jibbo at Ohio State. Yeah. Um, Hassan, or not Hassan Haskins. Uh, who's the running back at Michigan? Blake Corum. Yeah. Blake Corum's pretty good. 
Um, I think Trayvon Henderson from Ohio State's also Trayvon really Henderson, good. yes. Um, I'm trying to think, who, who's who's at Nebraska now? Who's the quarterback at Nebraska now? Transfer. Uh, it don't matter. <laughs> we talk, we talk, I, I don't know who it is, but it we, doesn't matter because he's we Nebraska. Talked about him, we talked about him two weeks ago. Well, let me let me tell you this though. I, mean, I know this is off topic, but that's pretty sad that when we sit here and say who the quarterback in Nebraska, and I say who cares. That's just because that's what the state of the program well, is at this point. And I agree, but again, like you know, he 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 was a he was a top guy, kind of where he where he came from, or where he was at before. No, I don't want I don't want to say a top guy. That's maybe the wrong wording. But it's more along the lines of he was um, a name. I'm looking it up Can now. So the name I'm getting Maybe. is Casey Thompson and yes, he was at TCU. Richard Torres, I believe is. Tom, yes, Thompson was the guy who I believe he came from TCU, if I'm not mistaken. But also, I could be wrong. No, they, no, no, he, no, he was Chuba Purdy also. Chuba Purdy, yeah. Which is, he is, Trent, yeah, he's Brock, uh, Brock Purdy's younger brother. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this article Mr. now. Mr. Irrelevant from... in the NFL draft this year. Went to the Niners. Which, I want to touch on that real quick before we hop into the SEC. Go ahead while I'm looking at this Nebraska situation. I want because I don't want to be disrespectful either, but because I want to, I'm, I'm curious now and I want to make sure we get the names right. Cause... Curious of what? It, 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 you're right. It was, it was uh, Casey Thompson. But also, Purdy comes from Florida State. Right? Uh, I mean, I, I believe I there's a there's a picture of somebody in Florida State uniform. I'm not sure, but anyway, here we go. Um, yeah, Florida so, State quarterback Purdy, number twelve. Yeah, so he was a transfer. That he, but yeah. but Casey Thompson was the guy I was thinking of, the the kid from uh, Texas. Texas. Yes. yes, yep. Um, two years left on his eligibility. Um, last year he led the Big Twelve in touchdown passes with twenty. Um, yeah, so and he is also, according to Journal Star, this was back in July. He's also well, projected the win. July. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, with how quick the years moving, know, and like I you know. said, then it, it, the recording date being July. Yes. Um, oh, here's some breaking news for you. What do you got? Oh, we got breaking news. Oh, okay. Breaking oh. news. I think for the first time on the show. I, I, I don't think we've ever had breaking news on the show. Uh, if who? I if I had a little uh, button here, I'd press it. We need a soundboard. We do it. I I dream of that day. I, I'll keep an eye out. Unfortunately, for, for, yeah, we need to get one because unfortunately, I look at the soundboards online and uh, I don't think my pockets would get ever that deep enough. Well, I mean, we we could just use a small one, like a, a four or eight button. Yeah, we don't need a lot one. Yeah, but what's the breaking news, Raceland? We can sit here and dream about that soundboard all we want, but we got some actual <laughs> breaking news. We need it. Uh, seven-time Pro Bowl receiver Julio Jones is signing a one-year deal with the Buccaneers. Again, I mean, unfortunately, Julio Jones, he was with. Who was he with last year? The Titans, right? So, yes. again, I mean, Pete Prisco, I've talked about it on the show before, and one of the things that he has said, because obviously he does a lot of the shows with the Jaguar radio station, he does Mondays of Jaguars today, uh, Jaguars Happy Hour with Tony Baselli throughout the season. Mm-hmm. And one thing that he said that really stuck with me and I've really started to look at, so all credit to Pete Prisco on this, is name it. it's game over name. Yes. Julio Jones just a name at this point. He his game hasn't been nowhere near like it was back when the Falcons were in the playoff every year. I mean playoff hunt every year. Right. Went to Super Bowl. Um, it hasn't been that guy. 
And, right. And just look at last year. He had a couple flashes last year with Tennessee. He but, did. man, I mean, it's – But but here's my question. The fact that he is now playing with Tom Brady and the fact that he doesn't have to be a number one. He's not even a number two. I yeah. mean, he can be that slot guy that they could use, possibly, uh, because they've got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. He'd have to be the number one. Maybe he's your three at at, at right, the right. at the very right. most. Right. He's three. Right. So maybe we could see. I don't want to say a, a career resurgence, but somewhere along the the shorter end of that line, because obviously he is older now. To me, this screams chasing the ring at its yes. most definition. Yes. Um, which nope. I mean, I don't have a problem with it. I get it. You're you look at your career and you're like, man, I got one, two, maybe three at the most left. Right. Um, you want to win a ring. I'll be. I think Julio Jones. Look, I think I know that you don't ever want to say someone deserves something, right? But I think he deserves a ring. I think he was the star in Atlanta with Matt Ryan for the longest time. Okay, if we want to talk about people deserving, it's Larry Fitzgerald, but. There, there are a few guys on that I could throw a list together. I could right. throw a whole team together that, oh, that would just starting win. eleven both sides of the football. Yeah. Um, but maybe, I, we need, maybe we need to make that a special one. Day. Hey, we could. I'm all for that. I think that'd be fun Let's to create. Do. But I, look, I get it. It's just going to be weird seeing Julio. Jones. It was weird. I don't know about you, but for me, watching the Titans twice last year, yes. it was weird seeing Julio Jones in the Titans uniform. It, it was. And now it's going to be weird seeing Julio Jones in a Buccaneers, Buccaneers uniform jersey, playing yes. the Falcons twice a year. Yes. It's going to be weird. And yes. now you got Matt Ryan in Indianapolis. So, yeah. But, I mean, look, I think good for Julio. I mean, look, one-year deal. He's not going to make or break that team. No. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, it'll be interesting to see. I think it's going to be weird, but interesting to see how that plays out. I, th- I think he's got a better chance of making that team or of breaking that team, obviously because of the already massive amounts of talent on that team. Right. But he could be if you know if if the Buccaneers get down in a situation where um, they're in the playoffs, maybe even in the Super Bowl, and they need ten yards, seven yards, and Brady goes back for a pass on third down. You know, Evans is covered, Godwin's covered. You look at Julio. Yeah, he's not going to be covered by the top one of the top two corners. He's going to be covered more along the lines of maybe a third corner or a linebacker. And so you're – he would – if I'm Tom Brady, he's he's probably the second guy I look towards I mean, in, in that situation. It's going to be interesting because I, I – I, again and, – and, and again, it just all depends on who they're playing in that moment too. Because if they're playing the Rams, <laughs> you've got two seconds to get rid of that ball. Yeah, and I think too, I think – it all depends how they want to play that. I don't know. I, I, I don't know where he fits in. Again, but I think, it too, it speaks of he's been available for this long. Yes. Like, I think a lot of teams are like, man, this guy is done. Well, and I there are some teams, I believe, that looked at him like that. But if you are correct in the mindset of he's chasing a ring, I'm sure that maybe teams like excuse me, the Jets, the Giants, a team who could use a veteran with great presence of him, I'm sure they maybe went after him. They probably gave a look. But if, like you said, he's chasing a ring, he's not going to want to sign with one of those two teams. He's not going to want to sign no, with... God, he, no. he doesn't want to sign with a young team. He wants to sign with a team who's ready now. 
Exactly. And I don't I don't think they would have too much room for him in LA. I mean, yeah, cause, I mean, you still, I mean, because they just signed Al Robinson free agency, so you got yeah. Al Robinson, Cooper Cup, uh, Tyler Higby's making a name for himself. Tyler Higby there. I mean, I'm assuming, like I said before, I think Odell signs back with the Rams. I'm hearing rumors that um, Van Jefferson's still in. Van Jefferson's still there now. I mean, he can be, he can, he has his ups and downs, but he was good in the Super Bowl. Um, but I'm, I'm hearing things that the latest I heard was that the Cardinals were possibly looking into getting him. The only issue with that is that he had that ACL tear. Him being Odell. Yeah. Now, yes, him being Odell. Sorry. Now, uh, and so who knows when exactly when he's going to be ready. And, again, because of the fact that DeAndre Hopkins is suspended for six games as of right now because I've heard that he might try and appeal it as well. Um. So the Cardinals may look at, Odell, if he can get back in a decent amount of time, because if you can put Hopkins, Hollywood Brown, and uh, Odell on the same team, that's going to be an already that offense is already wicked. You put Odell in there, it's going to make it even better. So my thing is, is with that, when you look at an ACL injury, you're, they always say what your typical is. I'm not a medical expert, but they always say eight months, right? Uh, you're looking at anywhere between. Eight nine months, month, nine months to a year. Eight, eight to eight to twelve months. So that means earliest would be early October, mid October. That's just getting to now. The first report I heard was that if he's still available, come that time towards you know the end of the season, um, come playoff Super Bowl time, time is Super, when pe- right. playoff time is playoff when people time, yes. are really going to start end looking the, at end, the Dells. End of the season playoff time um, is when they they might look. at that's that was, every team. Every team at that, that point. That was the out. report. That was the report I heard from um, the Cardinals. Was that he would be a guy that if they were to need him, they would look at. Him. Now I looked at the over the cap uh, dot com last night. I looked at the Cardinals cap space because one of my other friends um, had asked me, you know, what do you think? Like, you know, you're going to have to pay Kyler Murray so much money. I looked and I'm like, you know. We've, we've still $10 million in cap space. If the cap jumps up to $225 million next year, the Cardinals are going to have the fifth most cap space. And then if the average jumps to $256, it's going to, I think they're about middle of the pack. So as of right now, they're not looking to, especially come next year, if they can, if they have the fifth most cap space, that's going to be great. But again, I, we'll have to wait and see on that, and and on the Odell situation as well. Yeah, um, time will tell. I time mean, will tell. Time, time will tell. Um, and then again, one thing, real quick, before we hop into the SEC, I read this last night, and it 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 it's telling me more of my suspicions being possibly correct. Um, a report came out yesterday that because now obviously Jimmy Garoppolo has been. Um, given the chance to find a trade option. And it came out yesterday that a lot of the 49ers players would rather Garoppolo start as opposed to Trey Lance. Well, that's not happening because as of today, I, th- I believe it was today, I saw on Twitter that there was a – some guy was reporting that there was a meeting between Kyle Shanahan, 
um, John Lynch and Jimmy Garoppolo and and the and the press and the and the inner the conference, he said they're moving on with Trey. So that that Jimmy Garoppolo door seems to be closed. Yes, which again, it, it, with the 49ers players saying this, that they would rather have Garoppolo start over Trey Lance, it's telling me more of my suspicions and how they might be correct of how Trey Lance may end up being a bust. I mean, the guy. He may have all the talent in the world. We don't know yet. We won't know until come week one. Maybe even a little later on in the season. Because he played one season. He played the COVID season in FCS football. And he was taken third overall. The Niners gave up a massive three first-round pick haul for him. The fact that they did that, if, if Trey Lance turns out to be a bust, and they did that, they're going to be looked down upon so hard. They're going to be made fun of so hard. There are Niners fans. I, I know a few. I know a few Niners fans. There are most of them don't want Trey Lance. Some of them are like, okay, you know, I want to give him a chance. Sure, fine, whatever. I was okay. I, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with the guy getting a chance. But when it again, when it comes to the players saying they would rather have Garoppolo start. Now, Garoppolo is not a bad quarterback by any means. He's about middle of the pack, maybe top twenty. Yeah, he's a he's a sufficient quarterback. He's he a guy that's not honestly. He's a guy that's proven in the past. He's not going to win you the game, but he's he, but there's going to be times where he can win you the game, but it's not going to be consistent. But he's not going to lose you the game when it comes to turnovers and stuff like that. Right now, I mean, the only time the only time he's really done that and it's been notable was the Super Bowl against the Chiefs. Yeah, but he didn't really lose the game. I mean, I'm not saying he, he he missed that pass, but but man, that happens all the time. But people and, miss that and, pass. and and when people say that, my argument is the Chiefs were up by what twenty one. They were up thirty one ten. Not at that point. No, with five minutes to go, they were up twenty one points. The defense is what lost them that game. It wasn't by that, I don't think. I believe it was ten. Let me look that up. But I I don't rec- I don't recall it being that. It may have been seventeen points at the time, because I know there was like with like with five minutes to go, the Chiefs scored two or three touchdowns and won the game. The defense lost in that game. That that unbelievable great defense that the 49ers had that season lost them that game. Yeah, I mean, so yeah. I mean- so going into the fourth quarter, it was a twenty to ten ball game in favor of the 49ers. Um the Chiefs went on a twenty one nothing run to win the ball game, so the final score was thirty one to twenty. Okay. So they had, According to I mean, I'm looking at pro football reference and they're pretty reliable. So right, I mean right. So okay, so a ten point lead. I, I saw the, the Chiefs thirty one score and thought that, that may have been um what yeah, the Niners I mean, had but point. keep in mind, I mean the the forty niners are what I mean yeah, I mean, to what you're saying, though, you're not wrong. Because in that kind of game, everyone takes fault. Because when you look at the game, I and mean, it's been a while since I've watched it. Right. But why couldn't the 49ers offense score? But also, man, if you're the defense, you got to help your brothers out. Yeah. You can't let the Chiefs go 21-0 on you in the fourth quarter. Keep that in mind. If you let them and, score and, and 10 not, points, you're I'm, going into overtime. If I'm not mistaken, like I said, those three touchdowns came in like five and a half minutes. So... So, uh, only, so maybe, according maybe. to this, at the six thirteen mark, the Chiefs Travis Kelsey had a one yard touchdown pass. Okay, so six. Then two forty four, Damian Williams, and then at one minute twelve, 
Damien Williams again. So, so in, in six and a half minutes. In six and a half minutes, three touchdowns. Yes. Keep, I mean, keep that in mind. In the last six what? and a half minutes. Yeah. However, though, I mean, I would have to go back and watch the game, but I remember the pass, the incomplete pass down the uh, that we, that was missed, was the crucial turning point. Because think about it, if at that point, if it's thirty-one, so let's say it's twenty-four to twenty, Jimmy Garoppolo hits that pass mm-hmm. and they score, they win the ball game. That pass came before um, that final touchdown by the Chiefs. Well, that's, so but that's what I'm saying. It's twenty-four twenty. At that point, they score on that drive. You know, you got to make the pass to keep the drive alive or potentially score. When when, when was that second touchdown? The second touchdown was yes. two forty four. So it, I I want to say it may have been before that one then because if I know if they had completed that pass, it's over. That Twenty game, to seventeen. The, the, the Niners win. Yes. Yeah, so I mean, I have to go and watch the final quarter again. I mean, like I said, it's been because since I, the day it happened in two thousand twenty well, that I watched that game. Well, because one of the four Niners guys I know, I used to work with him. He used to be my supervisor. Um, and he he said, "Man, if Garoppolo completed that pass, we'd be champions because then they would have just ran out the clock." Yeah. At that point, because I mean, because I think that was when they punted the ball away, and then the Chiefs scored. But to the the point, though, I mean, I get, I mean, we we'll ha- we have to get the SEC soon, but yes, at that point. But at some point, though, outside of that Super Bowl, has Jimmy Garoppolo proven that he can be the guy to win you the Super Bowl? Because last year it would have been Debo Samuel in that defense. It wouldn't have been no one would have said Jimmy Garoppolo won the Super Bowl. It would have been Debo Samuel. It would carry Debo, Debo and the defense carry yeah. that team to the Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah. Now, if I think if the Niners had made the Super Bowl, I don't think they would have won. I think it would have been the Bengals. Yeah. I think the Bengals would have beat, especially considering that the Bengals who were projected to not even make the playoffs. They wouldn't be. They wouldn't have been able to stop Jamar Chase, and they they wouldn't have had the opportunity. They wouldn't have been able to score as many points as the they, Bengals could have scored. The, 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 what kept the Bengals alive was Cooper Cup, uh, Odell, Van Jefferson, and then in the final minute, minute and a half, was Aaron Donald in that defense. I don't know if. Nick Bosa could have led that defense to doing more or less than what Aaron Donald did. I think it could be less. I'm not going to – because now they kept Aaron Donald in check, but then you've still got Von Miller. You've still got um, – I'm drawing a blank on his name. The other outside linebacker. He's an, uh, he, His name is an – uh, he's an underrated player. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I have to look. Um. But so and so, you look at the Niners' defense. I mean, their their bolster is Nick Bosa and um, linebacker. I'm drawing blanks on names, man. It's been a long day, long day at work. Um, I want to say his first name's Pete. Well, yeah, Fred Warner, I believe. Fred Warner, yes, yeah, thank Fred you. Warner, yes, Fred Warner. I got Pete from Pete Warner. That's what. But anyway, so and because the, the, the Bengals' offense was so hot in the Super Bowl, I don't think that the Niners would have been able to contain them as well as what the Rams did. No. And to, to even see that uh, that Jalen Ramsey got burned a few times. And that last play, he was burned. He was. If, 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 
if Donald don't break through the line and, and if if that offensive line gave Joe Burrow another second, it's over. Game it, over. It, Cincinnati it, it, won. Cincinnati wins because Jamar Chase had beaten Jalen Ramsey already down the sideline, but Burrow saw Donald coming and he had to think quick. And by the time he saw Donald breaking through, uh, Chase was in line with Jalen Ramsey. And so I don't know if he would trust that. So he immediately dumped it right. off to Samaje P. Ryan, who didn't make the catch. Well, yeah, I mean, it, well, <laughs> no one was making that catch. I mean, he was, was he was wrapped up before he – and even if he does make the catch, I mean, that was the final play of the game. You're not He's not breaking it for 40 yards. They, he, he's just not. They, that – they still had a little bit of time left. They had about a minute. The uh, it, the well, that was fourth down, wasn't it? It when, was fourth down, so they they could have got back up to the line. Yeah, man, you still be you would still and, mean and it. That, that would have that ball would have put them, I think, towards the fifty. If they had made that first down, they'd be up. So then you the get 50. a hail mary. I mean, you got a couple, maybe one more play than a hail mary, and that's it. But I mean, at the, at the end of the day, though, I mean, it's that's why the Bengals went and buffered up that line. But racing. It was fun getting the NFL, but we really have to get to the SEC side of things because we're already half hour into this. Um, oh, I don't want to talk about the SEC. Well, though. too bad. We got, we got to talk about it. Um, look, I mean, they just came off the media days. Yes. But obviously, coming into this season, the team to beat is Georgia. They're the reigning national champions. Yes. They got their starting quarterback and Stetson Bennett coming back. Mm-hmm. They obviously lost a lot on the defensive side. They lost Jordan Davis. They lost Trayvon Walker. They lost in Kobe Dean. Mm-hmm. The list goes on and on and on how much loss, but you've been hearing kind of rumors of they could be just as good as last year. Yes, when it's all said and done with, which is scary to even think about. Um, but then you got Alabama lurking in the background. I mean, with Bryce Young, I mean they mm-hmm. not a lot of names that flash off the page if you're not an avid SEC fan, right? But it's Alabama. We always say this year they're going to fall, and they never do the fall. Um, Alabama doesn't rebuild; they reload. Exactly. So that's something to keep in mind. But in the SEC media poll that they did last week, it came out last Friday. They had they they always do the voting, they do the divisions, and then they go number one who they think the conference champion will be. Yes. So in the East, they have obviously Georgia winning with 172 first place votes, and then they had Alabama winning with 177 first place votes. Is that a surprise? No, I mean yeah. I think that's what everyone is. But what is a surprise is uh, someone in, had the brave heart of picking Vanderbilt. Uh, the first place they actually got a first place vote, um, ahead of Missouri, Florida. And Probably someone from Vanderbilt. Probably, <laughs> or someone that just felt bad for Vanderbilt. Like, Probably. I, I although Vanderbilt's coach did say that they were going to be uh, one of the best programs. And, I I would like to know what he's on and where I can get some. Yeah, I mean I I'm sorry, dude. You're Vanderbilt, and the way college football is going. Yes. No disrespect to Vanderbilt. No. But Vanderbilt is like. The Rutgers and the, the yeah. and the teams like that, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but I mean, look, I think it is when you think of the SEC, it is pretty cut and dry of who the top two teams are. Mm-hmm. I don't think a Tennessee is going to be able to knock off Georgia, and I don't think, honestly, though, I would not be surprised if Texas A and M knocks off Alabama again. They could. Texas A and M has a lot of hype going into this year. They beat Alabama last year. Yep. Again, I I I think Texas A and M can be really good. Mm-hmm. But can they do it consistently? I mean, they lost some games last year that were like, why? They lost a couple games last year. You're like, why? How? Yeah. I think one of them was when we went to Florida. I think they lost an upset to Arkansas or something like that. I believe that was the week, yes. So, K 
can they can they be consistent? Even though they knocked off Alabama last year, can they be consistent throughout the year too? Because if you lose one to two games in the SEC West, Alabama's going to take that spot and go that and go to Atlanta. Right. So SEC champion wise, Alabama had 158 votes. Georgia had 18. South Carolina surprisingly had three, and Texas A&M and Vanderbilt were tied for uh, with one. So when you look at the SEC racing, yes. Who outside of the the big two, right? Yes. Uh, we got it. We got to throw it out there. Outside the big two, yes. What team can you look at making a huge statement, whether it be for the future seasons or the now? Saying, "Look, we can insert ourselves to this conversation now mm-hmm. and for the future." I think the first one's obvious, but there, there's another one that you can make an argument for as well. So I, I was going to say I've got two. The first one to be obvious being Texas A&M. Yes. Because last to my knowledge, they had the top recruiting class, I believe, for 23, if I'm not mistaken. The second team, they're more, it is more of the now as opposed to the down the line Mm -hmm. in the future, you know, four or five years out. But Arkansas. I think Arkansas, because if you look, um, the quarterback, K.J. Jefferson, was one of the top SEC quarterbacks last year. He's back. Now, they lost Traylon Burks, but they got um, Jaden Hazelwood, a former five-star recruit from Oklahoma. He had seven touchdowns and 736 yards with Oklahoma in his career. So they need to patch up some holes, but I think that Arkansas could have a say – could have the same type of season they did last year. I mean, they started out 4-0. and They yeah. were number eight in the country. Now They flew up the ranks early. No, they, they did. They did. But then they ended up losing three straight and then finished off the rest of season five. And one. Right. So if they can if they can avoid, like, that three-game losing streak that they did last year and, you know, have a few losses here and there, they could really start to make a point of, hey, you know, if you get down to the season where you've got three, four games left, maybe, and they're looking at it and we've like they're we've only got one loss, if they can push through the rest of the season with maybe only one more loss, they can be like, okay, you know, here are the two teams we've lost to. I'm not exactly sure what their schedule looks like off the top of my head. But you go in, they look at their schedule. If they play Bama, if they play Georgia, be like, okay, you know, those are gonna be losses possibly. But if they end up beating them, and now the look on your face, I know, I know, obviously that I don't think they're at that point yet. I don't think they are either. But if if Bama and or Georgia are the the one of the two teams they lose to, they can have a very good conversation or a very good uh, stance to being looked at to being in the playoffs. So they play Bama. They play Bama October first at home. So that helps their cause, but. Honestly, their schedule. Cupcake? No, it's not. I mean, they opened the year with Cincinnati at home, 3.30 kickoff on ESPN. I don't think Cincinnati's going to be all. I, I don't either. I think losing that class when. That Red, class, especially Ritter. Yeah, especially but I think Desmond. it's beyond Ritter. I think that class is really good. It was. Um, Gardner's gone. Yeah, I mean, I think, I, th- I think honestly, that opening game, it could be ugly. I, I really do think so. And here's one thing I want to keep in mind to everybody. I think one thing we learned in that game and the uh, title uh, 
playoff game. Yes. Is there's a difference in the trenches. I think and that's why I always said Cincinnati could not do beat Alabama. It's mm-hmm. not really to do with the skill guys, it's the trench guys. Right. It's hard to replace what the SEC can bring in the trenches. Yeah. I mean, that's why there's look at Georgia and Alabama, the two teams in the national championship game. Mm-hmm. Look what Georgia did to Michigan in the playoff game. They pretty much negated Njagbo and Hutchison. They they bullied I, I them. Loved that they bullied those guys. I loved it. By so the imagine if that Georgia team would it, it would have been no no matter who would have fought uh, placed against Georgia Alabama. Right. Same result. Yes. Um. So that's gonna be interesting. I think that's really gonna be more of the testament of what can Cincinnati look like rather than Arkansas. Yes. But they go South Carolina, Montana State, whatever wins. Yeah. But then you got Texas A and M and Alabama and Mississippi State mm-hmm. back to back to back. Yes, that's kind of tough sledding because Mississippi State with Mike Leach is very taunting when it comes to the offensive side of the ball. Uh, Mississippi State they they might not seem like they're a great team, but they play tough. They do. Um, they they are the uh, what's a team I can compare them to? NC State. I mean, NC State never – they never really look at it as, man, they got a lot of talent, but they always play each other tough. Yeah. They play teams I, it, tough. Basically, looking at it, if if you're uh, an NCAA basketball fan, the Big Ten, no matter where you're ranked at, no matter how good your team is, no matter how bad your team is, they always play each other tough. Well, uh, yeah, no, no, I mean, you, that's totally different no, sports. Right, but, right, yes. right. But, but, and, and it's kind of football in the same way, too. Unless you get like an Ohio State team, or, well, you or tell Michigan that team. you tell that to Michigan State, and you tell that to Rutgers, you tell that to Indiana. Well, and, I mean, and it, they they can come out and play tough. They sure, Michigan teams. State sure did against Ohio State. Like, well, I think and they, that's what I'm saying. I think they <laughs> crapped themselves before they came out of the tunnel because they did not look like the same team we were accustomed to seeing weeks prior. I, well, you you, it, you it, can't look at that film. I mean, Kenneth Walker didn't even look the same. Nobody on that team looked the same. Well, and, and I, I tell you, here's what it is with that game. Because I, I was at that game. I, you know, I get I get press passes now working for a radio station, so I got I had the the gracious luxury of sitting in a press box, which was nice. But anyway, back back to the story. Um going into that game, Ohio State had the number one passing offense. Uh Michigan State had the worst passing defense. Yeah, but dude, it goes beyond that. I mean, that team just looks scared. They did. It looks after that first score, it was like, oh crap. Yeah. I mean, you can throw out the stats and stuff, but at the end of the day, I mean, if you're Michigan State, that was your play. That was your time to shine because if you beat Ohio State, you just knocked off Michigan. Mm-hmm. You might be in the playoff. I mean, legit. I mean, that yeah, team. Now it was still early in the season, and it wasn't that much early in the season. It was like mid-season. If you beat Ohio State and you just came off the heels of beating Michigan, yeah, or it might have been vice versa. They beat Michigan, I know that for a fact. Yes. But if you beat Ohio State, you might be in the Big Ten title game playing for a playoff spot. Which is surprising but, to me. How the hell did Michigan State beat Michigan and then Ohio State beat Michigan State? And then Michigan, I'm telling Ohio you, State dude. I'm telling you. Watching that game from home. I watched it from home right there where you're sitting on my couch right there. I mean, you're not in the right seat, but I watched it to the right. You were on the couch. I was on the couch. And I'm telling you, when that first score happened, it was like Michigan State panicked and they were scared. Yes. Because they had no answer. I mean, that game was over by the first quarter. 
absolutely. And you can tell like four, it was twenty-one nothing. And you can tell because it looked like the Ohio State defense was running a track meet, and Michigan State was running in slow motion. Yes. It. it it was the tortoise and the hare, except this time the hare won. Yeah, I wasn't trying. To, I'm not trying to be disrespectful for the athletes on the field, but man, it was like you can tell when a team's like, "Oh shit!" Sorry, yeah. my language, but oh shit, but we're in trouble. Since when did we start cursing? Jesus well, Christ! Always, God yeah. damn it! <laughs> I mean, but that's the only thing I can think of. Right. But again, but looking back at the Arkansas schedule, I mean, then you got BYU. And then you got yeah. Auburn. Liberty's not a bad team outside of the Power Five. And yeah, Ole Miss, McLean Kiffin, and uh, Missouri. So, I mean, not an easy schedule. There's a lot of tough games, that I think, primarily. that. Okay, so so run through the entire schedule real quick, and then we'll get on to your – and I'll tell you wins and losses. We'll get on to your teams. Cincinnati. Win. Win. South Carolina, win. Win. Montana State, win. win. Texas A&M, loss. loss. Alabama, loss. Mississippi State, Win. win. BYU win. win, Auburn win. I'm gonna go loss. I think they beat Auburn. I think that's a game that everyone thinks they should win, but I think they're gonna lose. That's the Arkansas Auburn, win. Auburn's a tough team as well, but I, I don't see it this year. Thing is, though, that <laughs> now again, that's an Auburn team that took Alabama in overtime, a few overtimes. I think it was seven. Yeah, and I think if I remember correctly, they got screwed in that game. They did. So I mean. They're they're one bad call away. But, from. but also I, they're I, also not one. They're not running out of bounds either. Right now, I I don't want to take anything away from Auburn, but that was a bad game from Bama. So all right, continue. Who else they got? So, my computer just if Internet Explorer will work. <laughs> Explorer's dead. They don't use that anymore. Oh, good point. So. Yeah, all right, so back to the schedule. Um, Liberty. Win. Malik Wallace isn't there anymore. Yeah, that's a win. LSU, win. win. They, Brian Kelly don't have the uh, talent Brian yet. Brian Kelly is a good Ole Miss. Win. Win. And Missouri, win. So, win. so two losses. I two see two losses. Maximum three. Max three, I see two. So, And that's the, and that's the two of the top teams in, in the SEC, in Alabama, Texas A&M. Yeah. So, I mean, again, time will tell. We'll have to wait and see. Who are your two teams? Obviously, one of them is A&M. Obviously, the A&M one's so easy, right? Because really, you can honestly consider the SEC as a top three now, now than the two. But until Texas A&M actually does it, that's, I think it's always going to be the big two. Um, mine's Tennessee. I get it. The whole the scandals, the 18 allegations with Jeremy Pewitt, the McDonald's bags, whatever. I get that's still looming as a as a cloud over the program, but if you look at what Josh Heupel was able to do with that program last year, they're returning Hendon Hooker, their starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. They really started to light it up late in the year. Yes, they have a very good tempo offense. They really make the defense line up quick. They're snapping the ball really fast. Mm-hmm. Which, if you remember, that's how Chip Kelly got Oregon going when he started. Mm-hmm. It was a constant, the high tempo, getting the playoff quick, and just getting a quick one on you. Um, if you look at their schedule too. Their schedule's pretty easy, Raceland. I mean, if you look at the schedule, you got opening with Ball State, blowout. Yep. Oh, they have they go on the road to Pitt. Okay. Win. Akron, uh, I, don't, I don't know if they'll be able to beat Pitt. Or not. Pitt don't have Kenny Pickett no more, and they, right, they no, and they just lost their main receiver. Yeah, good point. They, they don't have the guys. I don't think to compete with Tennessee. Good point. Good point. Akron win. Yep. Florida. I don't think Florida is there yet. I think Tennessee's gonna beat Florida. I, I think that'll be a good game. It's gonna be a great game. 
But Billy Napier still has to get his guys in there. And really, that game's going to be depending on Anthony Richardson. What can Anthony Richardson be? Yes. Last year, he showed flashes. Obviously, he had that ankle injury, missed some time. They don't They don't have um, Emory Jones anymore. So, if they don't have Anthony Richardson, you're looking for a long year. But this, that, this year really rides on him. Yes. But I think Tennessee beats Florida. LSU, win. So, I'm thinking 5-0 and going to Alabama. Now, is this the year that Alabama loses to Tennessee? There's always that one game you look at and say, can this team trip up Alabama? Right. Last year, was Texas A&M. Yes. Is it Tennessee this year? Who knows? If they that offense gets clicking early on and it's explosive, yeah. it very well could be. It could very But well. I'm going to go with loss there. But then you got universe UTM. Who the heck is that? Let's see. Let's take a click on UTM up. UT University of I, 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 University of Tennessee Martin. Okay, well, win. Okay, yes. And then you got Kentucky win. Georgia. I don't know. Kentucky's could be a pretty tough team this year. Kentucky's always tough. I think last couple of years they're tough. I want to say Kentucky had ten wins last year. They had nine. I think they had nine wins last Let's year. Look, I, I, I do. Up. I do think though that um, Tennessee will beat Kentucky. Okay. Then on the road to Georgia, lost. Yes. Missouri win, South Carolina win, Vanderbilt. I'm sorry, even though you got a one place vote, you're not winning that. That no. might be the only win you see all year. Vanderbilt won two games last year. Let me look at Vanderbilt. They didn't win a single conference. They did not. They went 0 8. I want to know who those two wins were against. I'm looking at their full schedule this year. They'll get one. They'll get at least a win. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I hope they get at least a win. They play Elon. Oh, uh, Elon can beat him. <laughs> no, I don't know. But, uh, dang, man. Hope they play Hawaii at 10.30 on this point. Tennessee last year with 7-6, and 4-4. and four. So. What? Kentucky was 10-3 last year. No way this is true, dude. What? No way. What? Oh, what? no way. I refuse. If this is true, we're ending the show. So I'm about to be, you're about to pick me up from the floor. Oh, from, God. What? In, what? No way. I what? refuse. Tell Hold me. on. Hold on. I got, I'm, look, I'm, I'm fact-checking here. Tell me. Before you fact-check it, tell me. How did that even happen, dude? You gotta tell me. I, I'm not looking at the computer. Vanderbilt opening week. Week one last year. Would you like to take a guess at who they played? I don't know. God, there's so many colleges. Toledo. Nope. Akron. Worse. Worse than all of those guys. Texas State. East Tennessee State. Who? Exactly. East Tennessee State. Are they a D2 school? It don't matter. They beat the crap out of Vanderbilt. 23-3. to Oh, my God. Spanked them all across the yard. Who did Vanderbilt beat? Colorado State. And UConn. I think UConn was o- close to over last year. I think they were close to it, yeah. The Colorado State Man, that, that doesn't bode well for me as a Cardinals fan looking at Trey McBride now. What the hell? I mean, how do you lose at East Tennessee's freaking state, man? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah. UConn went 1-11 last year, and their only win was against Yale in a nail-biter. Other than that, their scores were as follows. Fresno State, 45-0. Holy Cross, 38-28. Purdue, 49-0. Army, 52-21. Wyoming, 24-22. Vanderbilt, 30-28. UMass, 27-13. Yale, 
Mid Tennessee, Middle Tennessee, 44-13. Clemson, 44-7. UCF, 49-17. And then finally, 45-17 loss to Houston. So, Vanderbilt, I don't know who gave you the first place vote. Bless again, that person. But, again, but so you lose to in East Tennessee State. You got a long way to, you got a way to go. In a, and unfortunately, you have no time to get there because you, your program is in dire need. Um, but, again, I mean, looking at Tennessee, though, I think that with the returns they have coming in, yeah. I think that could be a really good team. However, Unfortunately, with the scandal, the not scandal, but the the controversy going on with yeah. the, I mean, I think they have eighteen now, eighteen accusations. I mean, um, right. whatever they call it, whatever. Eight, they have a number, they have eighteen of them. Now. Accusations, yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's a problem. But yeah, I mean, unfortunately, though, when you talk about the SEC, there's three teams with a possible four, maybe five of Kentucky. Yes, we'll have to wait and see. But raise on, I mean. I'm not going to be redundant here. We're not going to sit here and say, "Well, who do you think's going to win the 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 go in the championship game?" We already know who think, we think is going to be. So what? Who do you think comes on top? That's the. I mean, that's Bama. legit. Bama. I think Georgia lost too much to beat Bama again. I do too, and I I, I look. I get Stetson Bennett. I get it, and and they have the best tight end and tight end duo in the nation. Georgia I, does. Yeah, but you can't you can't just rely on Titans. Well, no, but also, I mean, if you look at last year, I mean, granted, Stetson Bennett. When you look at guy being resilient, that's the guy you, that's in the dictionary. James Cook. But gone. if it wasn't for that defense getting that intercept, getting him the ball interception, mm-hmm. remember he turned the ball over late in the game. He did. He did. I I about turned the game off because I, I did too. Was win. I did too. I about turned I, it off, but I'm like, you know what? Something's gonna happen. I'm gonna keep it on. What a great game that was. It, it, that was, was a great, great game. game. But yeah, I mean, I think I think Alabama wins the conference. Yes. Um, we're not going to sit here and give a four. We'll have plenty of time throughout the season to talk, you know, rankings, top fours, right. especially when the college football playoff committee gets together in our late October and we yes. get we get to bash on their rankings, even yes. though they might know more than us. Um, they don't. They don't <laughs> because they don't even follow their own damn rules. <laughs> Look, I, I conference bet, championships matter one year, the next year they don't. That and, and again, and, and for those schedules are, are my are issue dope. with the committee is consistency. I mean, whether it be whether the conference championships matter, whether it's head over head matters, uh, but uh, also uh, I think rankings week to week should matter. If a team is eleven and they win, they should not drop to thirteen or fourteen. They don't. Well, they don't matter. Here, here's my issue because I've I've seen this happen. If let's say you look at and and yes, I'm going to be a little angry on this. If you look. If the the college football committee, they say wins matter. If you take an even Alabama and an even Ohio State, let's say they're battling for that number four, they will look at Alabama. Let's say Alabama beats Vanderbilt in a nail biter, twenty four twenty one. And you look at Ohio State, and they beat Michigan handily. They're going to look at Alabama and be like, well, Alabama, Alabama won. They beat Vanderbilt. I mean, Ohio State, yeah, they beat Michigan. It's big rivalry. To they be fair, Ohio. though. But they, I think we're going to side with Alabama. Here. That's not true, though. They do that with Ohio State, too. When the Ohio State's over there beating up on Indiana and Rutgers. And, and it's not my fault Big Ten sucks. <laughs> no, but what you're saying is true. They do do that with Alabama. They but do they, they also State do it too. with 
with Ohio State. They do it with Clemson. They go beat up on a you know bad ACC team. I know, but it, it, it's I, look again. This you is, may need to bleep that out. I said that. This is what happens when you have humans controlling things. Where human error is a legit thing, right? Where no one's perfect. But I like this better than the BCS to a degree. I do I mean I. I always say I, I always say that we would have got the same four teams of the BCS era. I think the only one that you wouldn't have gotten is probably using Cincinnati this year. I, I I so I agree, but there are things in the past that I will disagree with. Because the year Ohio State got in and they got absolutely shellacked by Clemson, they shouldn't have been in that year. No, the year Ohio, but, the year Ohio State didn't get in, and Alabama did. Ohio State should have been in. I I think the I and, and, and again I'm I'm going to go back to a different sport. Look at the difference between because I I don't know how much you paid attention to this as, as at least as much as I have. Um. I want to say single-A and maybe double-A baseball, they're using automatic umpires. And I, I think in some triple-A games as well, they're using an automatic strike zone. And guys are saying that it's difficult to get used to, but they like it a little bit better. Well, as opposed to any, an umpire, if, you, if, if any of our fans listen to any of the not Driving Sports Fans podcast episodes where I go off on Angel Hernandez because he's such the worst umpire, he's the worst official ever. Guys would rather have the automated strike zone as opposed to someone like Angel Hernandez constantly screwing them over. That's where I see that with this in football, with the college playoff football, or the, the, the college playoff football committee. Looking at them... I would rather have the computer do it, well, and, and you compile everything together. Because now the, the problem with that, I mean, I think the real problem lies with this. It's they should have expanded because that eliminates everything. Because the problem is it you does, have five Power Five conference champions in four spots. I agree. and I get it, the Big Twelve and Pac Twelve. Actually, yes, yeah, yeah. The, the, the Pac-12 and the Big 12 should not have been in it last year. I think we all agree with that. Yes. However, I think people would rather see the champions in there let and then have you know, a couple at-larges and let them battle out. Because I who's to say? I mean, what if? I mean, I don't think that I mean, the Pac-12 champion last year. I mean, I think Utah could have competed in the playoff. I very they, much think so. They very well could have. Look at what they did against Ohio State. They almost beat Ohio State in the I think bowl. Utah would have beat Misery. I do too, and I think they might have beat Cincinnati. I think they would have beaten Cincinnati. So again, this is why the expansion needs to happen. And but again, it, you say the expansion needs to happen. I agree, it does. But then you get to the point then of you know we're not talking about does Alabama deserve to get in? Does Ohio State, Georgia, Cincinnati, do this Clemson? Do those teams deserve to get in? Because they'll get in. Yes, they'll get in. But then you're looking at the teams like. Um, Let's say, for example, this year it happens. Let's say that we let's say we went to an expansion this year. You're looking at teams like does Miami deserve to get in over um, Arkansas? Does Miami deserve to get in over, um, let's say Utah? We're going to have the same argument. It's just not going to be for the top teams. You'll have the same argument, but I think as a, as a degree though is, would you rather have the argument of 
I think where the difference is, Raceland, is because now you're putting non-conference champions over the conference champions. Now, don't get me wrong. I have no problem with it because Georgia was – they had their record and they're better than what the conference yes. champion would have been in Pac-12 and Big yes. 12. That's not really where I'm coming from. But I know there's some people out there that have that mindset of, well, they they didn't win the conference championship, so why should they get in? Because if you think about it, if conference championships matter – Yes, right. But, but, but I, and I think I think it would be a, a bigger issue because you're looking at I, I see where you're coming from. You're looking at conference champion wins, the, the the conference champion conference champions. Yes, you're arguing those teams, and then you're also arguing maybe one more, like yes, um, Texas A and M a few years ago against Notre Dame. Yes. Uh, Notre Dame, and then this this past season, which I I thought Texas A and M should have been in. I don't think Notre Dame should have been the fourth. Well, I think and, Texas and, 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 and then you look at you look at this past season. Texas A and M could have gotten in over Cincinnati because they had because they they beat Alabama and they almost I think they almost beat Georgia. Yeah, but I I, I disagree there. I think Cincinnati had to be the team. I agree because I of, agree. they beat Notre Dame. They were undefeated. They a lot I of agree. their games were blowouts. But and if but, you didn't put them in this year. You would have lost a lot of credibility within the fan base of college football because they would have been like, I agree. "What?" Because essentially, you would have made the statement: "It doesn't matter what you do. This is not a playoff for every conference. It's a this is a power five conference." And right. then you would have had an issue with all the non power fives, right? But then, it would but, have been in chaos. But, but then here's my issue: is you're going to get to that point where let's say they expanded to to twelve team playoff. You're looking at or. or you're looking at. I think 12 is too many. I think eight's fine. Okay, eight. So then you take you take. Which 12 is what they're going after, but I think eight's perfectly fine. I you, agree. you get two bye weeks. You get then you have three games. And I agree. Then, I think I think the eight will work out best. I do too. But you look at it then, of a. What two teams really deserve that that first bye week? Then you look at, let's say, so you you take the conference champions. Yeah. So let's let's you run, would host let, you would host a game. Who would host a game? Let's run down the list. Let's say Bama, Georgia, or conference champions. Bama, Ohio State, Miami, Utah, and USC. Well, let's just keep it in today's terms. I mean, let's look at the conference champions from this year. It would have been Georgia. It would have been Michigan. It would have been who won Utah. It would have been Oklahoma in the Big Twelve, and then it would have been. Who's the uh, who am I missing? Who am I, help me out here? Um, ACC was Clemson. Pittsburgh. Clemson didn't even make the championship this Pitt? year. Okay, so it was Pittsburgh okay, and Wake Forest. So let's That's take right. those five teams, and and what we're talking about, and what I think should happen. I think you and I had at, at large bid would be the first five teams, right? And then you would have the the biggest, the highest ranked non power five, right? And then you'd be stuck with two at large bids. So I mean two. Uh yeah, I mean two bids that aren't champions, so right. you would have wild but, cards per se. But but he, here's where I was going with it. So you take so I, I'm I'm playing off this year. What what could happen this year? So you got Alabama, Ohio State, Miami, uh, Utah, and so not USC because they play in the same conference. But I'm gonna say Utah over USC, and then let's say Iowa State, just to throw a team out there from the Big Twelve because I don't know how well the Big Twelves are gonna be. Uh, yeah, that, I, that's a wild card conference. We'll have to do more research when the time comes because I don't know. I haven't decided who we, who we're doing next week. I don't know if you have. Either. I have an idea what we're doing next week. It ain't college football. 
Okay, so we'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll that other conference will come, but I yeah. So let's say you take those five teams. They get the automatic spot. I think if you want to put a Power Five team in just to even things out, mm -hmm. that's fine. I have no problem with that. You take the best team, in your opinion, from the non-Power Five schools or conferences. You put them in there, and then you have two. If we're basing it off of eight, right. then you have two team, two spots. You are then looking at teams like Clemson, USC, uh, Michigan. You're looking at um, Utah, or no, not Utah because they're in. But yeah, USC, uh, Michigan, uh, Clemson. Right. You're looking at more teams: uh, Georgia, Texas A&M, Arkansas. You're looking at more teams who are going to be like, and more fan bases who are going to be like. We deserve this spot. But you have that now, and you'll have that with the 12. I, I don't... So, with the 12, it's going to be even worse. I think the more... You have it now. Again, that's what I'm saying. You only have... We're lo you're looking at the four teams, or the four spots. If you have Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, and let's, let's just throw someone in there, let's say USC. You have those four teams. Scratch USC. I hate USC. Let's go Miami. <laughs> for for the sake of this podcast, so you've got Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Miami. You've got those four teams. You're going to be looking at teams like USC. You're going to be you have Utah, you have A and M, Texas A M. You you're only going to have maybe two or three teams that are vying to want to beat into that fourth spot. To yeah. where if you expand to the eight or the twelve, it's going to be more teams clamoring. Yeah, I think the the argument isn't that though. I think when it comes to the expansion talk, it's not about the the teams left out, I think it's more of the lines of the conference champions that are left out. Um, I think because there is an argument there. I mean, and, and so, so you and, and I, not really much I, this I, I year. See, I see where you're at. You and I are having two different kind of arguments here. Yeah. I, because I, you're, you're arguing conference champions, and, right. and, and I'm arguing that too. I'm not I saying. Think, but, but that's where I'm adding, like, so the year Ohio State got left out and they won the Big Ten to where Alabama didn't win the SEC. That's where I think, you know, obviously Ohio State has that has that great um, argument to be in and why Alabama shouldn't be. But then you only have like one or two other teams that can try and fight for that last spot. To, yeah. where, if you, to where if you expand it to eight, there are going to be more teams. Anywhere from spot nine to 12. They're going to be have legit art Because they're around and, that and same And I'm not disagreeing with you there. And then you expand there. the 12, it's going to be you're looking from 13 to 25 of why they should be in. No, and that's why, no matter what you look at, everyone's going to find a reason to argue against what we pick. Whether it's 4, 8, 12, it can be 16, right. 25, well, it doesn't matter what it is. Because again, to kind of go back on what you were talking about with the four teams, you're looking at from like 4 to 7. You're not looking at 4 to 10. You're not looking at 4 to 20. You're looking at four to seven. Yes. With eight, you're looking at eight to twelve. With twelve, you're looking at thirteen to twenty-five. Yes. You're looking at a broader region of teams and fan bases that are going to be like, we deserve this spot. Here's our here's our key victories. Yes, we have some big losses. Yes, I mean, yeah, you're gonna. It's just going to be more monumental. It, it, it's going to get. I, I I don't know. I I don't know what the solution is. I just know that they're going to have to expand. I think eight. I think if it was up to me, I think I know the money would say twelve, but I money think money would absolutely say twelve. But, but I think but if we're talking about the, on the field, 
Because I'm going to be honest with you. I don't want to see ranked number three Ohio State go and shellac a number 12 team. Like, no. It, no. you're going to get more. I mean, I get it. You have blowouts now, so you really can't well, use that argument. But you're going to have more of them now, then. Yeah. But, Rayson, we can go on and on and on about well, the, and the playoff so I, expansion. I want to make one more. You expand. Oh, God, I lost it. Never mind. You Ooh. lost it, so never mind. You had your chance. Think of it next time and uh, bring it up. Um, but yeah, I mean, we could go on and on about the playoff expansion, but we yeah. are, we, you, you see how we talk SEC and then we end up talking. Yeah. Because I mean, dude, like, I hate to say it, but the SEC, especially this year might be one of the most predictable conferences Yes, because of the fact of, you know, who the top two teams are, um, big 10, you, ha- you it was kind of the same with big 10, although the, the other side of Ohio state, the, uh, big 10 West, right. Um, Yes, that conference is a little bit more wide open, but the Big Ten West is always. But like open. when you look, when you think of the Big Twelve, we don't know what the Big Twelve is. No, that's okay. Pac Twelve. You have Utah and Oregon. Who else? USC. Like, I think USC can. Make okay, it. you're right. You're right. But that's a big storyline you can talk a lot yes. about it too. So yes. really, when it comes to SEC, when you're not really an avid SEC follower like we are, like I watch SEC football. Mm-hmm. It's great football. Um, but when it comes to the offseason storylines, unless it's the two big three, I, I, I. I could care less. Yeah. All I know about the SEC then, is I hope Miami goes in week three and beats the crap out of Texas A&M and Jimbo Fisher. <laughs> That's what I'm looking for. And then you look at the ACC, you're only looking at two, maybe three teams. I Well, I follow the whole conference. I know, and then, but that's what I'm saying. You, you've right. got like two, maybe three teams. So but race them for next week. Um, I think we're going to take a, a week break at least to talk uh, from college football to get into the NFL. The reason being is because now we're in training camp. Next week, well, next week we're going to figure out something because we'll be at the Hall of Fame game. Um, next Thursday night, believe it or not, next Thursday night's the Hall of Fame game. So next Thursday night, we'll be watching live football. Um, it might not be anybody we know, at least that I know. I'm about to say it'd be someone I know, but I mean, that's, I mean, racing is that quick. We're four weeks away. And let's be honest. You, you told me already, you're not going to watch the game. You're going to watch Tony Baselli walk. That's the sole reason I'm getting it. I mean, the sole reason is because I can't make the induction because we have a scrimmage that Saturday morning. Um, and they changed the uh, Hall of Fame. It's no longer at night. Which I think is stupid. It's stupid, right? It's going to be moved to the daytime. I think it starts at noon. Um, it needs to start at 8, like it always has, because then you get... It makes no sense. Oh, let's start at noon so we can have everyone in the heat of the day. <laughs> like, it makes no sense. Well, the hottest part of the day is at noon, guys. Let's have it then. You let's go. You, you know what needs to happen? It needs to rain. And then stop so they can have it at 8 o'clock and realize, oh, hey, we were wrong. <laughs> it needs to be 8 o'clock anyway. Let them have that moment I, under I, the lights. Um, but, yeah, so we're going to be going there next Thursday. I want to see Charlie Lawrence throw the ball to warm up. I want to see Tony Baselli walk the field. And, honestly, I think I mean, I mean, think looking on it now, we're like, uh, it's going to be third stringers. But there's some position battles there in Jacksonville. Uh, I think if, I think you could see a couple of second string guys, especially when it comes to Ben Barge, Tyler Shatley. I think Luke Fortner certainly will play. Mm-hmm. I think you'll see the rookies. I think there's a lot of key guys that – well, and, and you look at the Vegas side, too, with the Raiders. If someone really start, start, they start to make a name and stand out for themselves, yeah. they could take a spot from Josh Jacobs because he hasn't yeah. been as productive. That, and, I mean, warm-up-wise, just look at, I mean, I, I'm, the, I'm probably one of the few people that get giddy over warm-ups, but oh, I do. Uh, we'll get to see Derek Carr. We'll get to see Devontae Adams. We'll get to see Hunter Renfro. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I think I'm more excited about the warm-up session than I am about the game. Is that saying something? Ah. Not really, no, because I am too. Yeah, but I, mean, I, mean, I don't have. I don't have a. a, a, a you don't have a, a dog in the. I mean, you don't have a guy in the hunt. But no, you know. but still, 
It's still gonna, but it's still gonna be fun watching them compete. It's, 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 it's football. It's football. Live football Live in the football. flesh. Who cares who's playing? I want to watch it. I'm ready for it now. And unfortunately, we have to wait what nine, ten days, nine days, eight days, eight days. Next Thursday, today's Tuesday. Tomorrow's Wednesday. Eight days, and we'll be well sitting in Canton, Ohio, watching football. If you look at it like hour wise, like technically the game hasn't started yet. Yeah, eight and a half. It'll be eight and a half days. It's like an eight o'clock kickoff. So well, and it's five thirty our time. So, let's see. Tuesday. I'm because I'm counting the rest of today because technically it's it's only so it'll be nine days. Five thirty. Be nine saying, days. Nine days. But yeah, I mean it's. Yeah, I mean, but it's right there. I mean, it's next week. I mean, it's hard I, saying it's next week is hard to believe. Um, because we've been waiting for so long, but I mean, we'll get that kicks off the NFL preseason. Obviously, the net, that this is it, guys. This is the last week of no football. This is thank goodness. This is the last week. So uh, unless, uh, well, actually, no. Unless you're a, a coach like you, and you've been to things and some stuff. Yeah, but it's. I mean, uh, even a not, even a coach will. That's not seven oh seven. Is not football. That's not full pass. That's not. Yeah, I you, mean, you're not hearing the crack in the pants. Yeah, we won't hear that until mid next week, anyway. Um, but yeah, Rachel. So I mean, I think it was only fitting that we t- go in the NFL side next week. Okay. Um, I don't know when we're recording next week. I think earlier the better because Wednesday night we get to, we get to preview the Hall of Fame game if we wanted to uh, talk about the battles going on between the two teams. And then we're not. We can't do it Wednesday night. You and I are in Columbus. Uh, but, but, well, Monday. Well, let's we'll figure it out off the air. But uh, yeah, so we're gonna talk about NFL next episode. So don't you worry. Um, but until then, I am James, and that was Raceland, and thank you for listening to your favorite football podcast.